This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. One story we wanted to make sure we talked about today because we were thinking about it, I think, a lot of the weekend and certainly mm-hmm. as the day began, uh, Carol, the headlines just keep coming for Facebook. We're going to talk to Tom Giles in a second, but first, let's hear a little bit of sound from Nick Clegg. He is Facebook's VP for Global Affairs and Communications talking about the issues facing the company. I think it's quite right that civil rights organizations should pressure us to always do do better. I think that's um, totally fair. Uh, We have three billion people or thereabouts on our platform uh, around the world. Um, Thankfully, hate speech is only a tiny minority of the total amount of content on on our platforms. Around 115 billion messages are sent on our platforms. On, on every, you know, on an average day, and only a tiny fraction of that is hate speech. But because it's a tiny fraction, it might be harder to identify and remove. But we should, of course, always strive to do uh, as well as we possibly can. Well, trying to do their best, uh, says Nick Clegg over at Facebook. Let's break it down with Tom Giles. So excited to have him on the show, executive editor for Global Technology, joining us on the phone from San Francisco. So this is quite a moment for Facebook, it it feels like, Tom. Help us understand how important it is. Absolutely. Well, it's great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Right now, Facebook is under attack from a couple of different areas. One, they're civil rights groups who are really fed up with what they consider to be ineffective efforts at policing hate speech, as Nick was as Nick Clegg was just discussing, disinformation. There's a long litany of gripes against Facebook. Many of them deserve. Um, the fact of the matter is Facebook hasn't done a good job of keeping harmful content off its site. Whether you define that as hate speech, glorification of violence, disinformation around elections, etc., the list goes on and on. Now, in fairness, Facebook has taken several steps, as Nick Clegg pointed out, Mark Zuckerberg last Friday outlined some some changes that they're making. Civil rights groups are not appeased, and now you have brands, global brands, Ford, Microsoft, Clorox. The list goes on and on and on of people saying we're either we're going to pause spending on either Facebook in particular or social media more generally. We're concerned about harmful content, and we're concerned about our ads appearing alongside content that is what we consider to be inappropriate. So they're really trying to hit Facebook where it hurts the most, and that's its bottom line. God, I have so many questions for you, Tom. Um, I feel like, why did it take so long for companies to react? Why did it take so long for Facebook to react? You know, and if we weren't in this situation where we've all been locked down, and I feel like we're all experiencing, Mm -hmm. you know, the inequalities that are being unearthed again in our Mm -hmm. society altogether, and if George Floyd, you know, hadn't been killed in Minneapolis, would we be having this conversation and would or would everybody and the social media platforms kind of just be going about their business? Well, I think that we we are at a moment right now as a society and George Floyd's killing had a lot to do with it. The discussion around race, the discussion around violence against people of color, police brutality, those conversations have been brought to the fore as a result of George Floyd. And you've seen corporate America really take a stronger stand than they've taken before. I mean, clearly police violence against people of color is not new. What's different is this time corporate America seems to be 
getting the message in a stronger way, you've seen changes in brands. You've seen changes in logos. You've seen changes in, you know, some of the products that we've all grown up with. That's just one indication that corporate America recognizes that business as usual is no longer going to work here um, and that they need to be involved and they, they need to take a stand. Now, when it comes to Facebook, there's a couple other things that work here. Not only is there this cultural discussion, this dialogue, much needed, there's also the global pandemic that has brought economic activity around the world, particularly in the U.S., in many sectors to a standstill or slowed them considerably, right? So when that happens, global brands decide right now is a good time for me to tap the brakes on marketing spending. We saw that happening starting around March when the, when the quarantines began. Mm-hmm. It continued throughout the second quarter, and it was, it's, expect, it's largely expected to continue probably abate a little bit in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, but brands were already reining in spending. There's little economic activity, little, there's little reason. If you're, if you're choosing between whether to fire workers or rein in your marketing budget, you're going to cut your marketing budget. Yeah. So this is a way for yeah. companies to get in there and say, we're doing something about race, and we're also you know, justifying why we're cutting back on spending on marketing. So, Tom, I have to ask you, we were talking about this a little bit before we came into this segment, you know, looking at what's going on um, with Reddit, especially, and, and some of the moves mm-hmm. that they are are making and Twitch is making around their mm-hmm. content. I, I do wonder, as you look back on it, and obviously this is sort of instant history, but I mean, was Jack Dorsey's moment uh, a few months ago i guess it was about a month ago or so what mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. that as important as we think it was in terms of maybe setting a new tone for what social media can and should be doing when it comes to speech i think he put his foot down he said that we as social media can push back we can say enough is enough and we don't have to be pushed around by any group mm. um in this case there are some things that Trump has said and done in recent months. I mean, this is not new, right? There, right? He's made controversial statements and tweets for a very long time. But when you combine that with the global pandemic and the misinformation that has come from certain people close to Trump, or if not Trump himself, um, uh, when you look at that, when you look at the things that he has said uh, that, that have condoned or glorified or otherwise kind of rallied people around violent or uh, violence or violent imagery – this is where this is where this is where Twitter, Jack Dorsey in particular, said um, we're going to start to annotate. We're going to start to put some disclaimers, some warnings around Trump's tweets when we think that they are inappropriate, violate our policies, or or glorify violence or spread disinformation. Why that wasn't happening? I mean, basically, Twitter's critics just like Facebook's critics would say it's all long overdue. Right. Yeah. They're also going to say, well, we're glad it's finally happening. Right. And, and the stakes are really high. We're in a global pandemic. We've got, we've got race as a matter of national dis- debate and discussion. And we've got the election in four or five months. Yeah. There's a lot going on. And you're right. Never, never more important than now to be having these discussions. What a treat. To Thank catch you. up with Tom Giles, Come one of our favorites. Uh, more often. Thank you for having me. It's Come. great. It's You're great welcome. to hear your Anytime. voice, man. Again. 
Yes. Deal. We'd love to done. have you. Done, 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 done. Done and done. Tom Giles, executive <laughs> editor for Global Technology, joining us from San Francisco. One of Bloomberg's best. That uh, full out. So smart. Full stop. And yeah. I got to just say, Facebook shares, they ended up more than 2%. They were down 9% earlier in our session. They were down 8% Friday. But it's interesting, despite, you know, big time investors pulling back, the stock, you know, continued to uh, rally off of that yeah. low. So, yeah, that's, you know, money talks in a lot of different right. ways.